Welcome to the Body Bag Podcast. I'm your host, Broke Rider Dave, and with me always, Chris Thomas. It's good, everybody. How are you doing today? Uh, well, I believe I texted you about 10 minutes ago and said I have words today. I got, and I, yeah. it being a beautiful summer night out here in Indiana, it's only fitting that we are doing the movie of Summer of 84 today. I have a funny story about that before we get into that. I, I know we have a little bit of something going on before that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. A very appropriate. We're just getting into like the summer season. So yeah. uh, what better way to kick off with a bit of suburban horror? Exactly. But before that, we also, we gave each other some homework assignments on the last movie review. We're going to touch on those and then yeah. get out some new assignments. So. Yes. We're all, we, we, we came to a realization. Well, I did that. I think it all started with the fact that I had never seen The Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, how have you never seen The Exorcist? And that was my homework. So we decided, all right, well, we got to give each other homework assignments so that we can constantly be expanding our repertoire. Yeah. I feel <laughs> that got so many likes when I posted that I was watching it. I just feel like I was living a lie. I can't host a horror podcast and not have seen one of the big ones. One of the horror classics, yeah. So, my homework assignment was that I had to watch The Exorcist, and yours was The Intruder. Yes. Two... And I have words about that yeah. one. You have words about that? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... All right. I, well, since you have words, why don't you go ahead? I'll... I'll uh, you know, The Exorcist is the more well-known one, so tell me what you thought of Intruders, and just give your little mini-review. Yeah, so I gave Chris... A absolute horror classic. He gives me a piece of garbage slasher camp movie. You thought it was garbage? <laughs> dialogue I, trash. Uh, yeah, well, yes, the dialogue. Setting, yes, the dialogue. Awful. <laughs> the dialogue. Acting, was, not great. You need to look at my review. Sam Raimi, stick to directing, my guy. You need to, um, well, that was a Sam Raimi movie. Um, he was acting in it. He didn't direct it. You need to... Um, Look at my Shutter shout out uh, for that one, because can you at least admit that the uh, prosthetics on a lot of uh, some of the kills were pretty good, though? Yeah, I figured that's why you gave it to me, because there's a lot of practical effects. But now, yes, I will admit (laughs) that the dialogue was pretty bad. (laughs) The story was pretty terrible. Like, yes, when you find out when you find out who the killer is, it was a very lame reveal. I it was. I picked out the killer in like the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Once it, I mean, it's 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 from the eighties, so you can spoil who it was. Yeah, it was like the uh, half owner of the store because the store is getting sold. That's why he was killing people. I'm like, just for no reason. And they had this very awful, like super abusive ex boyfriend, like the red herring slash. Yeah, for no reason. Hero you're supposed to root for at the end, like yeah. No, I don't like that guy either. I wish he would have died. Did you spot the? Yeah, uh, did you spot uh, old Bruce Campbell? No, was he in it? He was the one of the police officers at the end. He, they were like, "You're right, pol- he was." Yeah, yeah. I realized that. I'm like, oh, of course, Bruce Campbell's in this movie, but because it's a uh, Sam, because uh, Sam Raimi's was uh, part of it. Yeah, like I said, Sam Raimi should stick to directing. Acting isn't his thing. I, if I'm not mistaken, since it has been uh, quite a bit since I've seen it, uh, again, I think I said this. This is 1989 when this came out. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see who... Yeah, uh, Scott Spiegel is the guy who uh, directed it. Yeah, Sam Raimi was Randy. 
Of course, they have a guy named Randy. <laughs> and um, I don't, I, I don't remember hating it. I, I remember, I, again, I think I might have just gotten, again, I think I might have just gotten one, gotten one over by some of the prosthetics that were used because yeah. they were some. I think it's one kills. of those movies you have to watch in a group. Yes, that that is watching the, it by yourself. You're just like, this is fucking stupid. This this move that movie is definitely a, a good group movie. It's one that yeah. you can make fun of as a group it's got about a 50 percent on the old tomato meter yeah urban legend has like an eight and uh i, I might have to go back and rewatch it because again that i think i reviewed it during my uh 31 days of horror for halloween yeah um but i was kind of like i must have watched a couple of bad ones because i was just kind of on a shutter binge for a while yeah. and there's a lot of bad horror, and I think that one came up. And I was—it was probably one of those situations where I watched. And I was like, "All right, this wasn't as bad as some of the ones I've been watching." But yeah, I'm not a fan. Well, don't don't worry. I'll, I have some homework for you that that you'll you'll have a better time with this go around. Right. But uh, all right, so how about you break it down? Given your scale, then what what how would you have broken it down in your scale? On my scale, okay, so. What is it? Uh, you got technical sto- stories and enjoyment. Okay, so technicals, like the practical effects are pretty good. It's an 80s movie. So for the in the range it was in, I'd probably just give it about a six. There was a couple of beginning shots where the camera was placed in kind of weird spots. Yeah. Just it, it kind of felt like it was trying to be artsy a little bit. Yeah. But uh, okay, so you said about a six for the effects brought it up probably from a four to a six i imagine yeah and then story i'd probably give it a three yeah the the movie wasn't or the story really wasn't anything special i mean it was a slasher in a grocery store (laughs) yeah and then enjoyment it's probably like a two so 11 out of 30 (laughs) wow so that means uh you rank it on par with enjoyment you rank it on par with movies like black christmas or hanukkah yeah well, you liked Hanukkah a little bit more than I did, but... Yeah, but I just didn't enjoy this movie. Maybe it just caught me on a bad day, but no, this movie was not for me. It must have caught me on a on a generous day then, because I don't remember hating it. Yeah. No, I, to... I got... I vocally said out loud one time while I watched this, like, why the fuck is Chris making me watch this shit? <laughs> why? <laughs> said it to I... nobody, but... <laughs> well, because because you, you now have that in your movie repertoire. They're yeah. not all going to be good, but you have to know these movies. <laughs> yeah, I was, Intruders was really the hole in my uh, cinematic yeah, vocabulary. But, yeah. but don't you feel like you're a better person now, having gone through it? No. <laughs> it's... Like, you have to take some of the good with the bad. Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right. So yours was The Exorcist. All right. So I have, like, a little bit of notes here for The Exorcist. Yeah. So I have to kind of uh, give a little bit of caveats for this, or a little bit of, like, a, pre- a pre-review couple of statements. All right. Now, going into this, possession movies or uh, ghost movies are not usually my cup of tea. They're, not, they're, they're, I don't know. It's just, uh, I mean, we all have our tastes and yeah. possession ones are just never usually my thing. And I also had to go into this already kind of knowing what the big scenes were. Yeah. Just because this movie is such in the zeitgeist of movies that are known that it's only natural that I have seen the big scenes. You've seen the highlights, yeah. Yes, I've seen the 
the head twisting scene. I've seen the vomit on the priest scene, you know, most of the demon Pazuzu scenes. Yeah. So going into that kind of put me at a little bit of a disadvantage because when you go into a movie, having everybody said how great this is and how it's the best of the best, you're going to be <laughs> expecting right off the bat the best of the best. Yeah, so it definitely kind of has that pedestal on, so. Yeah, so going into that, you know, if any criticisms that I have probably aren't really the movie's fault. It's more of like, well, it, it's on such a high pedestal that you're like expecting God's gift to, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, so now again, I like much like The Intruder, good old practical effects, so I'm already going to like yeah. it. Uh, you know, the, you have practical effects, good makeup. And before going any further, I will say this. I have to give Linda Blair her flowers. Yes. I gotta give her her flowers when there is a reason why she is put up there in a list of good child actors when it comes to horror because yeah. she was acting her ass off. Exactly. So I, I watched it in two parts because it's a two hour uh, and a little bit of change it, movie. It's really long, yeah. So I watched the first half one night and then picked it up the next night. I will admit the first half, I was like a little, I was like, man, I'm a little bored. It does have that slow burn to it. I was like, this is a little, but at the same time, I was like, all right, again, maybe I'm expecting too much, you know, but then again, I know that this has to set the scene. I will say I did not expect it to open up in Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I, when it opened up in Iraq, I was like, I don't think I put on the right movie. You know, so, <laughs> Let me check. Like, Do I watch the right one? I thought, I was like, did they remake this or is this a sequel or something? Or, or did I... Did I type in a movie called The Exorcism or something? Yeah. You know. So I was like, all right. And then I checked. I was like, all right, all right. So the first half was a little bit boring, and I was sitting there like, all right, man. This, you know, maybe maybe the seventies was that people were just scared more easily back in the seventies. Yeah. But once the priest meets Reagan and meets the demon, I got fully invested. That's what I was here for. That is, you know, and most of it, what I was digging wasn't even the more outrageous scenes. Like, I have an issue with scenes where it was just, like, outrageous for outrageous. Like, the whole crucifix scene or the lick me, lick me scene. Yeah. I think that was a little bit just trying to be outrageous for the sake of being outrageous because it's, it's uh, outrageous because it's a little kid that this is all yeah. being done with, which doesn't really... It's a little really, bit tougher, yeah. Which doesn't really, like, appeal to me, really. No. Not saying I was, like, uncomfortable. I was just like, meh. What I loved was the conversations with the priest and the demon, the dialogue between him and the demon, uh, just their yeah. little back and forths. I'm a sucker for good, for dialogue and good stuff dialogue, like that. Yeah. for good dialogue. So yeah. I, I really dug that. And I will admit at one point I had to get up and use the bathroom. You know, I had the ambiance. It was a completely dark room <laughs> and, and that I went, you know, I went to go use the bathroom. I was like, Right. I'm a little uneasy, but I mean, I just, I, mean, I wasn't scared, but I was just like, eh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Also, one of the things of the 70s is that movies just end very abruptly. <laughs> yeah, that's I true. forgot that. I forgot the other uh, one that we watched where it just ended abruptly. But, oh, I wrote some some notes as I was, uh, as I was doing this. I said that uh, oh, some of these uh, people uh, kind of annoyed me more than Pazuzu did. Just the doctors, yeah. You know, like I, it's a movie called The Exorcist, so we have to spend half the movie of them going, "Well, we don't really believe you saw what you saw," yeah. <laughs> or, or there has to be some kind of logical explanation for all this. So 
that that's kind of like a trope in movies where it's like i i get it and in in the real world you wouldn't really yeah. believe her anyway so exactly now <laughs> highlight of the movie for me uh i laughed my ass off when he uh when he find after the priest died the old priest died and yeah. D- uh dimitri is is the guy's kid uh the other priest what was his name uh I just kept thinking yeah. of what his mom kept calling him as Dimmy, but the younger priest. I laughed my ass off when he beat the shit out of Pazuzu <laughs> when he was when just just punching just punching like Reagan, but he's you know he's beating up the I don't know why it yeah. just made me laugh. Unfortunately, I knew how it ended, so I knew that uh, the priest was going to take in the demon and then kill himself. But having said all that. The scene of the actual exorcism itself uh, was a pretty, you know, uh, suspenseful scene. So, yeah, I mean, so going into this, if I had to rank it for me, and this is all personal story, I have to put myself in the time period as well as everything. I'm going to give the story, I'm going to give the story an eight because there were a couple of scenes that I thought didn't really add much to it. It was a two hour plus movie. I think you could yeah. have cut a couple of those scenes and you yeah. wouldn't have you wouldn't have really missed much. Um like that drunk dude at the party. I don't think that really added anything. I thought he was it was gonna I was just like, Oh, it's just some drunk dude at a party. Like I don't I, I, and yeah. There was just a couple of scenes that I just didn't think really added much. But eight, I mean it wasn't hard to follow. Yeah. So uh enjoyment. I'm going to say enjoyment. I'm going to give it about a seven because I was bored in the first half, but once the second half kicked in, I was really invested. Yeah. Uh, so seven. Uh, I keep comparing this with The Omen, which I think I might enjoy The Omen a little bit more. Yeah, I think they they, ha- they came out uh, around the same time, didn't they? Uh, I have to look at it. Uh, I'm sure they were both in the 70s, but I have to... Uh, I, I had seen The Omen for the first time a couple of years ago, and and oh, uh, was that enjoyment? Oh no, story. Oh, and technicals. Uh, technically, it was fine. It was it was perfectly fine. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm a sucker for practical effects. You got that classical score, or not classical, but that classic yeah. piano score, which sets the mood very nicely. So, I'm gonna give that one about a seven as well. So I'd say seven, seven, eight. Twenty-two out of thirty. So it's a good movie. It's a good yeah. movie. Uh, I would watch it again, but only if I catch it in the second half. Yeah. Um, so The Exorcist came out in 73. The Omen came out in 76. And I still think that I prefer The Omen just a little bit more. Uh, but that's just personal yeah. preference. I mean, I haven't watched The Omen since I was a teenager, so I'd probably have to watch it again. But I think I might prefer The Exorcist more. Mm-hmm. I, I do uh, believe yeah. that it is... Um, adequately uh rated like overrated underrated or adequately rated i think it is rated exactly how it needs to be and like it it deserves the popularity that it has yeah for a movie in which that's not usually my genre anyway i still enjoyed myself like i said more so in the second half all right so what movie are you assigning me now so i have a couple here but um I was debating if I wanted you to pick one uh, out of three or if I should just give you whatever I, I feel here. Actually, here's a good one. Um, and I just watched it for the first time last year as a recommendation. Uh, have you watched Lake Mungo? I have not, no. All right, so that'll be your homework assignment, Lake Mungo. Uh, Janine Pipe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, really likes I've seen her Insta, and I think she yeah. talked about it with uh, some people over on her page. But uh, Okay. Uh, good movie. That's a. I, I won't go. I think it's all of these that I'm going to give you. I think are on Shutter. All right. 
so that should be on Shutter. Uh, so Lake Mungo, and what's mine? All right, so you are gonna watch the first found footage Korean movie, Gong Jung Haunted Asylum, came out in 2018. So I called... believe it is also on Shutter. Yeah. You said it's called Haunted Asylum. Yeah, Gong Jim Haunted Asylum. Gong Jim Haunted Asylum. Yeah. Okay. A little bit shorter than that. So this one's only about an hour and a half. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be two. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be two hours and some change. And and then when it opened up in Iraq, I was like, how are we going to get from Iraq all the way to <laughs> all the way you're, to Reagan's bedroom? Yeah, you're in for a ride at that point. Uh, so I guess it's uh, safe to say that I probably had a better time with my uh, homework than you did. Probably, yeah. I gave you trigonometry homework, and you gave me like, <laughs> uh, and you gave me basically, uh, I don't know, history. Yeah, which I, I can breeze through history, but exactly. you know, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. This one's more. Uh, I gave you more social studies, so so this this yeah. will be a little bit easier. I gave you some uh, foreign studies this time. All right, so. Now that that little bit of stuff out of his way, how about we get into your pick for uh, this episode? Summer of 84. Funny story. Yeah. My dumb ass, when we, I was watching it at the beginning, before I looked yeah. and he was like, wow, this looks really good for a movie that came out in the 80s. <laughs> it wasn't until later that I was like, oh, this came out in like 2018. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why. Summer of 84 looked, it sounded familiar like it, well, maybe it sounded familiar because it only came out a couple of years ago, but it yeah. sounded like a classic, like, 80s movie. Well, in the 80s, uh, I think Summer of Sam came out in the 80s, which is based on the uh, New York shooting from the 70s. Uh, but, um, I, but you know, I, I still don't mind anyway because I love, uh, I love the 80s as a setting, and apparently so does everybody else because it's been getting thrown back to as of late. Well, I think it has a nostalgic feel where it hits us mm-hmm. at the perfect time because even though we're, we're 90s kids but we still have similar memories from playing outside during the summer as kids oh yeah, the, yeah. that's what 90s is great because it yeah. basically eight 90s is 80s light yeah we still got to enjoy a lot of the stuff that happened in the 80s yeah. that was popular in the 80s yeah finding your friends by finding out whose house all the bikes are in front of yeah oh yeah I, you know yeah. back 90s and up into the 2000s, you know, we yeah. would just go out and then be back home once the streetlights came on. Came on, you know? yeah. You know, it, and then our, you know, it was back in an era where we would leave and our parents would not see us for a good chunk of the day until we got back home at night. Exactly. Oh, they were good times. And I love suburban horror. I love suburbia as as a setting for yeah. for horror. You know, it may, you know, you got movies like Blue Velvet. It uh, makes me think of, you know, this movie kind of made me think of the Goonies a little bit. It also made me think of the movie The Burbs. Yeah. Uh, like the whole setting, like, you know. Yeah. Evil could be anywhere, even next door to you. Yeah. Now, uh, we're doing our reviews different this season. Uh, instead of going point by point, these are just going to be spoiler-filled talks. And we yeah. do- talk about why they are our movie picks. Because this being the season of personal favorites. Yeah, so a very quick summary of this movie is teenage boys start going missing from, like, neighboring towns, and this kid suspects the cop that lives next door to him to be the murderer. And they go on this whole thing to try to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's very, you know, the story is very, very familiar. It's a a bunch of kids taking it upon themselves to try to 
uncover this this kind of thing. I mean, yeah, it's like Lost Boys, but without the vampires. Yeah, you know? It's just kids, you know, before the time there were cell phones or laptops or literally video games. Kids looking for a summer adventure, basically. Yeah. So you said that you were worried. I was either going to love this or hate this. And I, I imagine... it's a, yeah, you know, kid-centric movie, yeah. Now, I will say this. The kids grew on me. The kids grew on me because at first, you know, it, it kind of... Usually I'd call out dialogue that this kind of these kids are saying, but I kind of feel like it's part of the charm with this kind of genre of movie. Yeah. Cuz you know, it's a lot it feels like a very a lot of very uh forced vulgarity for forced cursing, but yeah. maybe that's just cuz I forgot how much I probably did the same thing when I was that age. Yeah, you got to think these are kids. I think they're going into like their freshman year of high school. They're like 15. Yeah, so they're just like hitting that puberty stage where all their hormones are going crazy. And where cursing is cool. Yeah. I do remember what I was like back then. And yes, cursing was very cool to me, you know, as a teenager. And it was like just what you did. And yeah, we maybe it's just because I'm older. It just seemed whatever. But I I let it pass just because I was like, I was probably the exact same way. Uh, But as a unit, I I did like the kids. I I did like the kids as friends. Um, I mean, they They worked well together. Yeah. Yes. And I and this movie also had a couple of things that I was like, you know what, kudos because it would have, for instance, in a group like this, and inevitably there's usually a rival bully group. Yeah, there was none of that. No, there was no there was no rival in the neighborhood. Yeah, I was sitting here waiting for you know while they're like out and about and stuff like. In fact, all the kids seem to kind of be cool and hang out with each other at night. Like yeah, they all play a game together. Yeah. Yeah, they all play Manhunt, and it's like all the kids kind of like, there's no, like, bullies or anything like that, which I was like, thank you. Yeah. I was like, I was like, any other movie, I was sitting here waiting for, like, all right, where's the uh, Letterman jacket wearing douche nozzles from, yeah. you know, the other side of town? Like, yeah. and even, and I thought that Nikki, was the, was the girl Nikki? Yeah. Who's the uh, kind of love interest, the one who all the kids are kind of swooning over? Yeah, she's like the uh, senior girl. She, yeah. actually, she actually turned out to be pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that she was, you know, they could have easily written her when she, especially when she found out that, uh, like, they were, like, it's like she kind of knows that, like, the local boys have the hots for her. Yeah. But she was super cool. At one instance, she, when she befriends our protagonist, uh, she... Well, seen, they were always friends because she used to babysit them. Yes. Well, yeah. she, she befriends them a little bit more because, yeah. well, you know, she lives across the street, but then... They start kind of hanging out, yeah, yeah. So, so they know each other, but this point more on a more friendly basis. That she kind of like helps the, you know, all the other dudes are like teasing him, like, oh, she came, oh, she really came over to your house and blah blah blah, and then yeah. she came and said, oh, well, you know, he's more of a man than you guys are. And I was like, yeah. that's, I was like, that's a that's cool so girl. Nice. Yeah, I was like, that's really sweet of her. She, she like had his back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So helping him out. Yeah. Helping him out. You know, just you know. And it didn't go any further than that. Exactly. Yeah. It was like it was like it was said, and then that kind of moved on. Yeah. So, so certain scenes like that, I thought it was done well. These kids were not at all as annoying as some other kids yeah. I've seen in horror movies. Yeah, I think this movie for the budget, because I don't think it was that high budget. It was shot really well. Oh, um, I did dig the music too. I, I yeah. did. I dug the soundtrack to this thing. It didn't play like a ton of like. It was in the 80s, and aside from, like, a couple of, like, nods, like, at one point they mentioned the Gremlins, yeah. which came out the same year. 
um they were like oh i still need to see it and blah blah yeah. it didn't have a whole lot of like forced like 80s forced yeah. 80s it didn't have a whole lot of like just music from the 80s it's a lot more kind of like synthy suspenseful kind of music which i really like yeah yeah the score in this movie is pretty well done yeah and so- yeah they balanced it well, not like overly forcing 80s tropes down our throat. So now, having said a couple of, of those things, this movie also kind of dove into some stuff that annoys me in movies. When yeah. I say stuff that annoys me in movies, I'm inevitably going to find something that annoys me in a movie, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And one of them is definitely the authority figures don't believe our main protagonists. Yeah, but you gotta think about the point. Like, if your your parent, your kid comes up like, "Hey, this cop we live next door to is murdering a bunch of kids," I know, and I understand. And that. they had no proof. They're just like, "You're going through his shit." Come on, no. I I understand that, and I yeah. and trust me, I know that it needs to happen in the movie. Yeah. But just for me, I'm when it when it comes yeah. when it came time, and it's like, "No, we're gonna have you go over there and apologize." I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I do all right. We have to sit through this. What's going?" He's going to have to apologize. It's going to be, we're going to pretend like everything is back to normal, but it's not really. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's not the only movie that does it, Yeah. but it was, you know. (laughs) I think it's better done than other movies. Now, because you could believe why the authority figures are like, that doesn't make sense what you're telling us. Yes. I mean, and if I was the mom and dad too, you know, I wouldn't believe them either. Yeah. But at the same time, I was just like, all right. We, it was more of like when it happened, I was like, all right, we have to kind of go through this motions right now. Hit this trope, yeah. And now I will say this, and it's not the first and only movie to do this, but I really wish that we would have a horror movie with some competent police officers. It uh, would be nice, yeah. It would be very nice. So I wrote some down, like, Hey, a serial killer on the loose? We can't find him, but these 15-year-old kids could find it and produce video evidence. Yeah. And, okay, we know who the the killer is. Well, let's not have cops at the residence where the boy found him. No need to have cops over there. And, 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 oh, should we, you know, check the house? You know, make sure the house is secured? Nah, it'll be fine. (laughs) Just, you know, let the kid fall asleep. And I don't think that they knew how to write uh, Mackie. The main killer's yeah. name is Mackie in this, by the way. He's he yeah. ends up being the police. It's a, he, the kids are right, which yeah. if you've seen movies like this, you know that the kids are going to be right. Yeah, it's just a matter of what are they going to find to what's going to be the big piece of evidence that you know. I don't think they knew, knew how to write Mackie getting Big Boy Woody and our main protagonist into the cop car because he just puts a hand his hand over what, what's like the kid chloroforms him. I mean, but that kid's pretty big, too. I mean, nothing against... I mean, the the kid's not home by himself. He would have had to drag two kids out of the house without waking up mom or dad. Yeah, I understand that part. You got to have this sense of disbelief there, but... I just don't think they knew how to write it. Write it, because... Yeah. And nothing against the kid, but, I mean, he was a pretty big boy. He would have made some noise... Trying to get two kids into a car, stuff them in the backseat. You know, he would have woken yeah. somebody up, especially. That's why I said the police aren't competent. You wouldn't yeah. have had anybody stationed outside the residence of the kid who found this killer. Right? You would think that they would do that, or, yeah. I mean, the guy is wasn't the main kid. What's the main kid's name? Oh, what is his name again? I know Woody uh, was the big boy. You had uh, Faraday, who I think was the nerd. Uh, Davy. Davy. 
Yeah. And uh, Davy's dad is a police officer. No, his dad is a news reporter. News reporter. I, I knew he was involved with the police somehow. All right. But you would think he's a news reporter. He should. He probably knows. He would probably know better than to leave the house. If I was the parent, I wouldn't have been getting any sleep that night. Yeah. <laughs> They're sleeping very soundly for parents who just found out that their next door neighbor was a murderer right. and he is on the loose. Right? Like, I wouldn't sleep until they caught him. And somehow he made it into the do- to Davy's house and up his attic. Which I like that touch because that, that's kind of like a play on an actual murder that happened in Iowa. The Velisca Axe Murders. Mm-hmm. I think I might have heard of this. Is this where uh, was that the person's mo where they would wait until the people found asleep and then hack them up? Uh, well, he wasn't a serial killer. He just did it to a uh, family of like five that had two kids sleeping over. Like while they were at church or something, he went up into their attic, waited for them to come home, do all their evening activities, settle down, go to sleep, and then came out of the attic and murdered them. I think I where, heard. That yeah, thing. the worst part about that is he didn't use the sharp side of the axe. Oh, he, bl- he used the blunt side? Yeah, he bludgeoned him to death with an axe. Jeez. Which is even Worse. more vicious, yeah. Now, let me... Uh, so well, check your addicts, people. Yeah, check your addicts. Um, I've been kind of hijacking the talk just because it was new for me, but tell me uh, why, why you picked this one and, and some scenes that you like. Tell me what you like about this movie, since this was your pick. My favorite thing about this movie is Mackie undoubtedly wins. The yeah. antagonist wins in this movie. There's uh, not a happy ending. Yeah, I He kills it. Woody and then tells Tommy, like, I'm going to let you live. So you got to spend the rest of your life waiting for me to come back for you. And then just lets him go. I will movie. say that I did like that the ending was different that way. Yeah. Whereas, like, because I, I when the ending was, when he was chasing them through the woods, I was like, all right, man, why are you toying with these kids like this? Like, yeah. just just kill them and be done with it. We all know, because in my mind, I'm like, you're going to slip up, somebody's going to find you, and you're yeah. going to get killed, or something's going to happen, you get caught, because you're just sitting there playing with your victims like every fucking serial killer does for some reason. Yeah. But well, no, he... I mean, yeah, he was pretty pissed off, because he was killing kids in this area for, like, five plus years and now because of this one random teenager he got caught and has to get up and move moves. yeah so yeah but yeah that ending shocked me I'm like oh they're actually gonna let him go or yeah. let him live okay i love that i did i did think that that was a good ending because i was sitting there annoyed like okay we know how this is gonna be they're gonna find like at the last minute somebody's gonna show up and like kill him because he He's going to be monologuing and then somebody's going to come up with like a gun and get him. No, he be terrified. He kills Wood. He terrifies this kid, slashes his leg up and yeah. he's still he out cuts there. his Achilles and just lets him go. Yeah. And leaves. Which kid was on his bike the very next like week. It looks like <laughs> I don't think he would be able to with Achilles getting cut yeah. like that, but. And I like the ending scene. Cause you can tell that like this, he's no longer hanging out with uh, like remaining friends either. It's just kind of like. They kind of drifted apart after it. Yeah. You know, part of them, you know, you probably think that part of their friends probably blamed him for Woody dying. Yeah. For getting them involved in it in the first place. Exactly. Because I was like, why do they seem like they're pissed off at him for? And I was like, well, probably because he got him involved in the first place. Yeah, and he's marked for death. If Mackie comes back, they don't want to be with him, so. I mean, it wasn't really his fault because, I mean, it, it's yeah. like, what's the alternative? He would have still been around. They they might have been one of his next victims anyway. Yeah. But at the same time, it yeah, this is not a happy ending. 
Yeah, it's, I also like in the beginning when he's helping Mackie move something in the house, he looks at the pictures like, oh, you have a big family. He's like, yeah, none of them around here. And it turns <laughs> out all the all the photos are uh, photos of his victims. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. Put like a little throwaway line in the you know beginning of the movie that actually comes around and means something. I will say that the kid was smart, though, when he, at one point in the movie, um, after he tries to tell his parents and his parents don't believe him, the police officer Mackie comes over and uh Davey had seen a kid over at his house that yeah. uh before he went missing, which is the whole reason the whole thing that kicks this off in the first place. Yeah. And Mackie said that was his nephew. And Davey said, Well, do you think you can call him and let me know and so I can hear him and he can tell he yeah. calls a number, he says, Oh, he's not picking up. Mackie goes yeah. away. And then he redials or he operators the number and to figure out what was the number that they do dial and he was dialing his own phone number. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy like was smart. Like a smart, like, conspiracy theorist type kid. If you looked at his room, he had, like, photos of UFOs and all this stuff. And speaking of, like, like him as a conspiracy theorist, you always have, like, the... This is a classic, you know, setup of uh, character tropes. Yeah. You, ha- you have the, uh, the quote-unquote, like, tough guy, bad boy, who's usually wearing, like, a leather jacket, probably listen to a lot yeah. of metal you got the nerd you got the pudgy funny the friend nerd, yeah. and then you have our protagonist who's yeah. usually the more normal of all of them yeah doesn't really have a personality other than he's just kind of like a normal kid well i guess he gave him conspiracy theories but yeah which i mean not that's saying that's good or bad i'm just saying it's it's, it's different it's, yeah it's just a, a, a yeah a trope yeah it's a trope and yeah the ending I was a little pissed off that they killed Woody, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? At least it's different. At least they, yeah. that, that dude is out there. He's still. out there, yeah. And I'm so happy they just left this movie alone, never made a sequel or anything. It doesn't need one. No. no. It's, just leave it alone. We're good. Because if they made a sequel, it would kind of defeat the purpose because the yeah. whole ending is supposed to be, he's still out there, he could be anywhere, and can attack at any time. Exactly, yeah. Which I'm at least, I'm at, I will say this. If he didn't get away, it would have made me upset because it it would have just fallen into the, all right, dude, he's chasing them. Everybody knows he's going, somebody's going to save him at the last minute because he's screwing around and playing with his prey, basically. But as I know, he like, apparently he knows exactly where to bring his victims because ain't nobody came by the entire time he was chasing them in those woods. Yeah, he took them to like a remote island little lake so i was like so yeah i can i I can i I still i'm just still thinking of how funny i thought it was made in the 80s because and just just sitting here like wow this looks really nice for the 80s yeah Um, you can't even like call this like a slasher movie not uh, watch a couple times because you really only see one kill on screen yeah so we can't really do kills of the movie yeah this is more of like a suspense movie which is i i still rate suspense in the same vein as As horror yeah exactly so, yeah so we can't really do a kill of the movie but we can do our favorite scenes of the movie yeah so why how about you start that off i'm gonna hark back to like the scene where he's helping to move the thing inside after he mentions the photos are downstairs in the basement and there's a thud on the wall a little foreshadowing because that's where yeah. he keeps his victims in the basement and makes just like stupid heater always making noise <laughs> also it's really it's in the middle of the summer I will say it's also really funny that they painted him to be so obviously a bad guy that yeah. I thought it was going to be like, oh, no, it really, really wasn't him. 
because it was like he was so obviously like acting like a shady killer person. It was like, no, this dude is a really a shady killer. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, again, it's a wonder how he killed so many people and the police force doesn't find him. <laughs> it's like, right. And not Maybe only that. Maybe he's like taking evidence from the scenes, but whatever. Maybe it was just easy. I guess easier yeah. to kill people back in the 80s. Um, yeah. I don't think they did DNA in the 80s, so. I think that came probably a little bit later. Or if they did have DNA, they, it wasn't as, like... I think DNA testing started to become a thing in, like, the early 90s. Which is probably why, like, so many, like, 80s and 70s killers were at large because there wasn't anything linking them that we could yeah. use. Wear gloves so you don't leave fingerprints. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me to choose a particular scene that really stood out with me. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say... Um, I do like that this ended sad. I will say it frustrated me the incompetence of the cops in the thing, yeah. like I said, and how there was nobody like stationed outside of his house. And I was annoyed at the chase in the forest until I found until it was revealed no, he's gonna get away. Yeah. Because I thought it was just going to lead up to and he gets rescued at the last minute. Yeah. So the fact that they let him get away is my favorite scene. And then Tommy's left with nothing because he's stripped away from his friends. And then Nikki, the girl that lived next door, she moves away because her parents got divorced at the beginning of the summer. So he's literally left with like nothing after this. It's like there's no like, and I'll always look back on that. Somebody's like, no, it was just a story of one really messed up summer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, that's going to leave Tommy looking behind his shoulder for the rest of his life. The rest of his life, he is going to be sitting there like always wondering, is this guy going to come and get me? Yeah, high school is going to be miserable for this kid. Like, like, no matter what he does, like, he will never be able to really enjoy anything anymore. Yeah, because, and it's a small town, so word's going to spread once they start school. They're like, oh, this is the guy that got Woody killed. Yeah, this is the guy that yeah. got Woody killed, and don't go over to that dude's house. There's a serial killer that's always going to be looking. Don't get close to the, that Davy kid. People yeah. around him die. He's marked for death, yeah. So, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of appreciating it. So when I said I had words, it was mostly because of the, the words are basically, I think that it started out. I was a little bit iffy on the kids, yeah. but then I warmed up to them and this movie has enough going for it. That doesn't, that you, it doesn't fall into too many cliches no. that, it, that so many would easily fall into. Uh, like I said, I'm glad there were no bullies because movies of these types always have like a bully bull for the kids to overcome yeah and i just like stories like i do if kids are written right i do like this kind of setting of them all like going on an adventure to do something it's just i think i think i think there's just so many of them out there that are written poorly that uh a lot of the good ones get overlooked and this was one of the better ones yeah so i mean the story of this one's probably one of my favorites of movies i've just randomly stumbled across on shutter so uh, yeah. you want to, you want to rate this? Okay. Uh, so technicals, I mean, it's, I think it's pretty well shot and they really didn't need much for effects in this movie. No, because it's a very suspenseful movie and that's yeah. what it relies on is the suspense of it. Yeah. And I'd, yeah. I'd give it a seven and a half, 7.5. Okay. Story? Story. I want to give the story a nine because I really enjoyed the story. Enjoyment? Probably an eight, so a total of twenty four and a half out of thirty. All right, pretty good ranking. I think it's safe to say that at least for 
one of us, all of these movies are going to be somewhere in the 20s. Yeah. So with me, um, I agree with, I'm, I'm going to say the same with the technicals. 7.5. Right. 7.5. It was, it was very good shot. And, and uh, you know what? I'll even bump it up to an 8. Okay. I'll, I'll bump it up to an 8 because I also liked the music of it. I thought right. the music was very subtle. It wasn't in your face with the 80s, yeah. which a lot of movies since love They're to do in the that. 80s will force 80s music down your throat. Yeah. Well, if you didn't tell me this was in the 80s, aside from a couple of like little clues like them mentioning like gremlins coming out yeah. this is pretty kind of timely it could have taken place in the 90s yeah because it doesn't beat you over the head with the arrow so i'll, I'll give it an eight actually just okay. because it had the wherewithal to be restrained like that story story i'm gonna give it a seven okay i will say that the ending won me over the ending won me over because it kind of like sprinkled in it sprinkled in that thing at the end where I thought, all right, we know where this is going. And it was like, no, they, he just wanted to kind of like screw with him right before he leaves town. Yeah. And like he killed his friend. He slit his, his uh, Achilles. And he's like, I will never leave you. And then he, yeah. then he runs off. So that's seven. You know, a lot of that is definitely. And the kids could yeah. have been uh, a lot worse. So Yeah. So I'm going to give that a, a, a good old seven. And... Overall enjoyment, I'm also going to give a 7. Okay. Overall enjoyment, I, I'll give it a 7. Uh, I It only frustrated me in scenes that I thought it was going to be going one way, but then it surprised me. Yeah. Because you've seen so many... Uh, there's a whole lot of these movies, and they all become formulaic, yeah. that it had those in there, but then it'll throw in something different. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of scenes, like I said, where I said the dialogue did seem a little bit like forced vulgarity, and yeah. we have to make sure that everybody knows that these kids, you know, whatever, like that. But I think there were more good than bad. Yeah. So, so I say eight, seven, seven. All right. So twenty-two for you, and then twenty-four and a half for me. Yeah. Pretty, pretty high up there. It's a good movie. I recommend yeah. it. Watch. Give it a watch. I. It had yeah. enough. Uh, stuff in there that surprised me that I was pleasantly surprised. Exactly, yeah. And usually I don't like, you know, more suspenseful movies with no, no killing happening. But no, this movie is really enjoyable. The, char the characters are enjoyable to watch them go through this. Yeah. I think so. I guess I think I rated it about this uh, same score as Ex Exorcist. So, Summer yeah. of '84, just as good as The Exorcist. <laughs> just as good, if not better. If not better than The Exorcist. <laughs> so, is it my pick now? It is your pick. Oh, and this one was always going to be on my list, and it's one that I that I've been saying I wanted to review for a little bit, and one that's one of my favorite creature features of all time. And we're going to be reviewing Tremors. All right. I'm excited. I, I love Tremor. I, I, I love Tremor. Yeah. And I love Burt Gummer. <laughs> Burt. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's one of my favorite creature movies. And I'm so happy that we're going to get the opportunity to, uh, to talk about it. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm just happy that we're watching good movies. This right. Season. It, it's so much better than me like, all right, and then next uh, next episode we're going to be reviewing I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer. Right. Scores a uh, 10 on the Rotten Tomato meter. So yeah. uh, let's see our <laughs> what yeah. we think. So, yeah, uh, Tremors will be our next review. And yes. uh, you're going to be watching the homework assignment I gave you, which is 
You gave me... What did you give me? I gave you Lake Mungo. Lake Mungo. That's right. And then I gave you Gung Time Haunted Asylum. Yeah, I have to make sure not to delete that from my... Get ready for me to text you a little bit later and go, what was it called again? Yeah. (laughs) And you said that's the very first Korean uh, found Uh, footage? Yeah. All right. Oh, well, it's actually kind of appropriate because so is Lake Mungo. (laughs) Is it found footage? It's kind of documentary style. Okay. Is it also a foreign film or no? No. Well, well, I think it it takes place in Australia, but uh, okay. So, so there's no need for subtitles. You you're gonna need subtitles. Oh, I kind of think unless, you, yeah, unless, unless I need you to, know Korean. Unless I need oh well, I mean, I just need to brush up on your Korean. Yeah, brush up on my Korean. I used to be so fluent. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, it's it's so funny because when I said I had words, it was like ten minutes or it was like like a minute after the movie was done. And then as I started talking about it more and thinking about it, I was like, actually, you know what? This is a better movie than I was thinking Yeah. as I was talking about it. It's one of those good movies you could go back and think back on. Like, huh, actually, yeah, that, that was pretty good. Yeah. It, it, you guys like, got me. Yes. And like I said, I, I enjoyed the restraint yeah. uh, for, for them, you know, for the era that it was in and that it did some things different, which I'm always appreciative of. Yeah, because could, they could have just easily had uh, Mackie kill off all three friends except for protagonist. I was just expecting him to, like, like one of the officers to come by and, like, or one of the friends to come by and, like, get him at the last minute. Yeah. Like, when he was chasing, I was like, no, he just wanted to mentally scar this kid before he leaves. He knows yeah. what he's doing. This dude knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's, he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so he ain't going to get... He might have gotten caught by this little kid, but he ain't going to jail by, because of this kid. No, and as long as he's free, he's always going to be on this kid's mind. So I say go see it. And uh, yeah, you want if you want to go ahead and take us out there, man. Right. Once again, thank you all for listening. Hope you guys have a great week. Yeah, and uh, thanks again for joining us on our season of Personal Favorites. Peace. See ya. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.